Hi, I'm Lucas Santana, GM of Rule of Lore's Infinite Horizon, and you're listening to the Session Zero prologues for the core cast of Infinite Horizon. Alright, so, welcome, Olivia, to your Session Zero. Um, so... We're going to start this off. Um, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to have you... Actually, I am going to have you do that. Why don't you go ahead and just quickly give a description of who your character is and uh, kind of a little bit of, a little bit about her. Sure. Uh, well, Peach is a... Um a political figure on the planet of Geoterra. She is working to um, grow the kind of, uh, kind of advance the, um, the scientific discovery and advance the planet in lots of different ways uh, while kind of um, keeping some, some level of peace and tradition. Uh, and so she is uh, very charismatic, very friendly and trying to, um, work towards uh, contentment with all parties, even though that is currently being very difficult for her. Um, she is a Anzalonian and comes from, uh, no, that, that's all, is that good? Is that funny? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Um, okay, awesome. So we will, um, we'll begin with, um, so your character, Peach, you will start on a on a as she is on a walk along one of the promenades of of Anzalon Prime, um, walking through the bright, clear skies, whose blues never vary t- particularly. Um, a result of Anzalonian terraforming and and, and environmental control. Um, On this walk, um, this is a walk that Peach has made many times from her family's estate in the capital through the the upper markets and uh, towards one of the several parks that are in the immediate vicinity um at the the uh bright white buildings and skylines of Anzalon Prime um always a breathtaking scene one that while many people take for granted peach has always found some measure of wonder in them at the moment, you take a step and towards one of the railings that l- looks over the city below and before you, leaning on the rail, looking over. You hear a set of footsteps walking up behind you as you turn, uh, hearing the familiar voice of your brother as he steps forward. He says, I thought I might find you here. 
Am I that predictable? Well, only to me. He uh, leans in on the rail as well, kind of mirroring your posture, looking out over the city. He says, I never really understood why you liked it here. It's just so chaotic and noisy. I think that's kind of kind of what draws me up here. It's it's just it's so 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 vast. There's so many possibilities. He silent for a moment and says I lost myself in this place. I don't know. I don't always like I don't always like to think about all of the people and all the just the, the life of this city. It's it's so much. You ever think about just walking away from it all? If I walked away, there there are so many others who can't, you know? I guess. But in a way, that kind of means you can't. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see eye to eye on that, but... Come on, just just look. Isn't it, isn't it nice up here? Like, the nice sky and... You can just smell everything, and... Yeah, you don't... like that. He kind of points, and you can see where there's sort of like a, a sanitation vehicle that has made its way uh, just past the... just below the uh, the balcony where the two of you are looking down over the city. Yeah, I mean... The... I think it's, it's part of the charm. I mean, don't get me wrong, this... There's there's a lot, a lot of things going on here all the time. It can be super, super overwhelming, but I think it's just about taking the peace that you can you can you can have. I can share mine with you if you want. <laughs> he uh he's silent for another moment. He says You always have Hold on to that. And as you kind of turn to to look at him, yeah. he's not there anymore. What? Um, you're looking towards the side, and in fact, there's nobody walking around where before the streets were f- filled with people bustling around their daily business. Now you you stand alone on the promenade. You turn, looking for any sign of anyone, of where they've gone. But you see no one. As you turn back to look over the city, you find that instead of, instead of the vibrant skyline of, of Anzalon Prime, you are now looking at stars. A vast expanse spreading out in into infinitude ahead of you all around you you're surrounded by space infinite 
all-encompassing and empty. As you sort of take some steps forward, suddenly you feel that emptiness may not have been quite so empty as you begin to feel a presence. Looking around, you don't see any signs of anyone, but the, the that feeling of that presence, it just keeps getting stronger and stronger until you feel like it'll consume you, until there's nothing left but that presence. Vix? There's no response. Your voice, it falls dead, not even resonating. And in that moment, as you feel like you're about to be swallowed by the all-encompassing presence and the emptiness of space, there's a beeping sound, and your eyes fly open as you sit up in bed. The beeping sound rings again. You glance over to the, your desk, and you can see where the communicator light is blinking. I uh, kind of, like, adjust kind of my, my hair to make sure that I don't look like I just woke up from a nightmare and go and answer it. All right. Um, as you answer the... You answer the communicator. Um, the screen flashes with the symbol of the Geoterran government uh, before slowly resolving into the familiar face of Ambassador Baksu. Um, a <coughs> middle-aged um, middle-aged Enzalonian man who has spent a little bit uh, a bit more time on the planet of Geoterra sort of laying the foundations uh, for what you're currently attempting to accomplish. Um, his worried expression, um, one that has become, unfortunately, uh, much more familiar to you than any sort of expression of contentment or relax on his face, as he says, There you are. I've been trying to reach you. Uh, he says, I didn't wake you, did I? No, not at all. He nods. How are you, Ambassador? Well, I could be better. Um, the traditionalists are demanding another, uh, another, a revisiting of the bill to, uh, uh, to build the medical facilities on the Eastern Terrace. Hmm. Why am I not surprised? Yes. Well, they're asking for you specifically. They won't speak with me. Apparently, they seem to think that I don't have any kind of negotiating authority anymore. So, if anything, I would take it as a compliment. You've accomplished a lot since you've been here. Thank you. Um, do they have any... Do they state their... Um, uh, their terms at all? No. Like I said... They, they're only interested in talking with you. All right. I well, have set up, I've taken the liberty of setting up a meeting. Um, and uh, as soon as you arrive at the embassy, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. All right. I'll, I'll be right there. I'll see you soon. And the communication cuts out the screen going back to the... Uh, just the flashing the symbol of the geoterran government yeah um 
I'm gonna go ahead and kind of start getting ready, and then we'll kind of, you know, is it is it like really early morning, or did I just like fall asleep doing something? Um, you know, I'll actually say that's that'll be entirely up to you. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure she probably fell asleep like while working, <laughs> and and uh, was kind of awoken probably like at her desk. <laughs> okay. Um. So you take a moment and kind of collect yourself make yourself ready for the day yeah i'm gonna try and call call vix just because the dream just really kind of made me want to talk to him yeah um you uh sit back at your desk at your um at your communicator and you uh you open his uh his hailing frequency as you uh kind of wait for a moment another usually takes a couple a few moments before he he picks up especially during the in the middle of a the middle of a day but just like the last time that you attempted to call this time it goes back to his uh his voicemail <clears throat> just you you hear this is vix you know what to do vix just Call me back when you get this, all right? And that's that's all I, I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna hang up. Okay. Um. You take a moment as you just sort of sit at your desk, thinking about the dream that you just had. You've always been given to particularly vivid dreams, but something about this one just it stuck with you especially with your inability to contact your brother recently. Yeah. Um, at this point, what does, how does, how does Peach feel at the moment? How many, I've, I've called him a couple times at this point and he hasn't answered. Mm -hmm. It's not entirely unusual for him to, uh, to disappear into his work. Uh, yeah. There have been times where he's he's not responded or or been able to be contacted for several days at a time, usually when he was involved in uh, some pretty uh, rigorous drug trials and things like that at the pharmaceutical company. But something about this time just feels different. You're not sure how you... You, don't, you can't explain it. It just feels different. Um, I'm going to see if I can go ahead and... Um... I'm going to kind of a, a say that we have probably a kind of a, a, you know, like with iPhones, you can do like locate, find friends and stuff. Right. I'm going to see if I can pull up his location. Okay. Um, so we're going to actually have a role. Okay. Um, go ahead and this is going to definitely be uh, an, this is going to be an intellect role. Um mm -hmm. I'm going to say the difficulty on this one is going to be two. Okay, so what do I have to roll for that? Um, so basically just um, roll a d20, and that'll be uh, you need to get a six or better. Okay, and I have an edge of one, so does that bring it down? Um, only if you – if you you can spend uh, a level of effort if you want. And uh, so basically the way that that works is that you – typically the first effort spend – 
right now you can only do as a tier one you can only do one effort spend per uh per check um and the way that that works is the first spend is usually three uh three points from your pool um mm-hmm. and then every uh every uh spend after that for effort is an additional two um that's not relevant to you right now as it's tier one but your edge will in, in intellect will eat up one point of that so your the cost of it will just be two. Oh, okay that makes sense um no we'll just we'll just try and do a straight roll okay hopefully i can hopefully i can roll a six or better <laughs> let's see I, I, I rolled a four. Oof. Okay. So, um, you pull up the, uh, the location, uh, like the, the location, uh, software as you're, as it's waiting to, um, to connect. You kind of staring at it, hoping that it connects at some point. And then you just see the same thing that has told you every other time that you've looked that uh, the communicator that you're the communicator in question may be outside of its range, but essentially has found nothing. What are you up to, Vex? For the last eight years, he's been doing very well. And that old but right now that old fear that you used to feel all the time it's coming back that fe- that raw empty feeling in the pit of your stomach that fear that tells you that he's slipped that he's gone back to his old haunts um at this point, uh, Peach has probably kind of gotten fully dressed, so she's probably in kind of a kind of um, get up with like uh, kind of a nice a nice suit. She has kind of a, a a cape behind her because you know she's dramatic. It's kind of a nice like golden golden hue, and she's probably all kind of nice and dressed. And so after she makes sure that she looks like meticulously perfect, um, she's gonna go ahead and and call her mom and see if she's heard from him. Okay. Um, is this from your office or on the way? On the way. Okay. Um, yeah, you pull up the communicator and are uh, immediately routed through through your mother's reception office. Uh, mm-hmm. The Anzalonian man uh, there looks up and says, Ah, uh, to what do I owe the pleasure? I'm just calling for her, for the doctor. Let's see. Let me see if she's available. And he kind of, uh, you can see as he's kind of looking to the side, typing. He says, "I can't. It looks like she's currently in a meeting with some delegates from the rim. But I can let her know that you, that you called." Thanks. I think she'll I'll... have some free time in a couple of hours. Okay. Uh, don't, don't tell her I'll, call, don't tell her I called, I'll, I'll call her back. Are you sure? Yeah, it's, it's fine. All right, then. Is there anything else I can help you with today? I'm, I'm great. 
All right, then. Uh, and the communication cuts out. <sighs> okay. And with that, I'm just going to book it to to the um, to the embassy or wherever we're meeting. Okay. Um, so we're going to go ahead and cut a little ways later when mm-hmm. you are um, seated in the conference room where you're meeting with some of the excuse me, some of the representatives of the traditionalist movement on Geoterra. Um, their leader, a, uh, a uh, human woman who you've, um, you've come to know uh, very well, given that she is often uh, making calls to the office to complain about a variety of uh, policy changes um mm-hmm. uh, this would be Nadira um and she at the moment is in the middle of uh, a long tirade about the uh, the <laughs> how unnecessary another medical facility is and how the withdrawal of the theocracy of sons has, um, has basically given them few places uh, of worship to their uh, to their religion and their uh, and their doctrines, um, and how that is infinitely more important. And how if you are not going to put their interests uh, in any level of priority, that that just shows that you are not as progressive as you say. The whole usual <laughs> thing that uh, it's. It's very much a a conversation that you have heard, that you have been a part of many times before uh, with the traditionalists. Um, at one point, you kind of glance over at Ambassador Baxu, who gives you a look that very clearly says you'd think that they'd find new points to make once in a while. <laughs> um, and. He kind of goes back to his note taking, um, and finally, uh, Nadira seems to have uh, uh, tired herself out as she just says, as she takes a deep, um, haggard breath and just sits down. <laughs> Thank you for for that insight. I think it it definitely will help me understand kind of kind of the best way to kind of make all of us happy here. I, I think that that was, that was just um, very, very insightful. Thank you. Um, something that I just want to make sure that, that we are all on the same page of is, you know, I, I don't want to, of course, take over any kind of, um, uh, take any resources away from, from, uh, you know, the faith of your people, but, uh, you know, this is going to be a medical facility for all people. And so we, we want, uh, we want this kind of, um, this passion that you have. I, I love it. I love this, but we, we need to channel this into some advancement and some, and some new ideas. We can't just build the same temple in every, every city. We need a place that people can access. You know, we have medical facilities that are on, uh, kind of in the area, but, you know, it can take hours and hours and hours to reach that. 
Uh, we, we, oh, go ahead. Sorry, you can you can go ahead, but uh, I'm actually going to have you make a roll here. This is for uh, this is to see if you can uh, successfully placate the uh, the diplomats. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Good. I was just gonna keep going for a while. So. <laughs> go ahead, and uh, this will be this will be an intellect roll. Um, the difficulty I'm gonna put the, set the difficulty of this one at four. Okay. Um, so can I um, at four? Okay, I definitely want to spend a level of effort to bring that down. Sure. So difficulty goes down to three. Um, okay. And I think you are trained in pleasant social interactions, correct? I am. All right, so that'll, that'll bring the difficulty down again. To uh, two. To two. So six or better. Okay. Um, okay. Um, can I use understanding for this? Or is that only for... Um, I... Oh, no, that would only be for the next time I interact with it. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, yeah I would still, would still be at six. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, I rolled a seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oof. All right. Well, uh, Nadira listens to your words, and you can watch as you're speaking. You can sort of see her calming down. You, over the months that you've spent interacting with, uh, with her, have started to kind of learn... Uh, you've started to learn her patterns and started to understand that sometimes you just sort of have to let her talk herself out and then she's more willing to listen. Yeah. Um, and in this moment, it's sort of the same thing. You just sort of speak. Uh, at this point, she is, like, you know that she, after she kind of finishes one of her tirades, she's usually much more focused on coming down off of the uh, <laughs> the heightened and impassioned uh feelings of that tirade and so right now it's not even really important what you're saying to her as long like it's more about the cadence of your voice as you're speaking um she seems to be calming down and you when you pause at the end of uh at the end of your uh response she just sort of frowns and says well thank you for hearing me out i trust that you will continue to act in the best interests of all our people. Of course I will. And that's that's why I, I appreciate this meeting today. Um, thank you. Bright days. She gives one of her trademark half-smiles as she stands and looks to her, uh, her retinue and says, Well... She glances back to you. I look forward to your uh, ideas on this matter. At the moment, I have other meetings to attend for the day. Best of luck in that. I'm going to give her kind of a warm smile. Mm -hmm. She doesn't return it, um, <laughs> but as she almost never does, and she sweeps out of the room with her retinue in tow. Um, the door closes behind them. And uh, Baksu sets down his pen and leans forward over his notes and across the table at you. And he says, I thought she 
would ne- I honestly thought she wasn't going to stop this time. You just have to let her tire herself out and then and then she's pleasant or she's she's okay. He smiles and shakes his head. Says, "I know I've said it to you before, but I cannot express to you how grateful I am that you are here." Thanks. That's uh that's at least one person. There's more of us. You just you just got to give them time. They've been operating under the theocracy of sons for such a long time. This is all new to them and well you know how uh you know how our uh government's interference in other cultures is seen by others. We're mm-hmm. not exactly always hailed with open arms. Oh, I I I don't blame them in the slightest. I just hope I can I can prove it to them otherwise. And you will. Like I said, you just got to give them time. <laughs> in the meantime, uh this meeting has probably bought us a little at least a little bit of time uh, in order to push some of our of our policies through. Um We'll, uh, we'll have to figure out some way of, we can't keep, uh, we can't keep pushing the ball forward, um, uh, like this forever. Eventually she's going to want to see some actual results. Why don't we offer her a, a, a place of worship within the medical facility that can be a division of it that that has a space for for worship hopefully that'll that'll please her we're not going to spend a ton of money on it we're not a lot of resources on it but we can let them have some reign over what it looks like what it how it operates and then we can build what's actually important to the people he kind of thinks for a moment and says that may actually work uh I'll draw up some proposals and and run it by a few people, um, but I'll send it to you this evening. Great. I look forward to it. Great. I'm sure you'll do a great job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always have been a bit more comfortable with uh, the paper side of things, so hopefully that bears fruit. <laughs> he stands up and stretches. He says, well... I have about a dozen other uh, irritable uh, ambassadors to speak with today. Uh, What's on your plate? (sighs) Probably going to run by and and see what Aviva's insight might be on on this proposal. He... uh, at, at the mention of Aviva, he kind of gives you a sort of sidelong glance and just the the barest hint of a perfectly masked smirk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, I think that's a prudent course of action. Thank you, Ambassador. And I, I kind of, I return the kind of smirk and just kind of kind of end the conversation there yeah he um displaying his 
many years experience uh, p- uh, and subsequent political acumen takes the hint and gives you a nod and leaves the room. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and actually before before we jump to that scene we'll say as you are sort of collecting some of your notes and documents from the meeting um you hear your uh communicator buzz i open it immediately Mm -hmm. hoping it's next uh it is in fact uh your mother as you see she um is in the background she clearly is has not left the room in which she was meeting uh having Mm -hmm. her meeting because you can see in the background actually several uh, important looking individuals who are exiting the room behind her uh she says says bell dear uh, i heard my receptionist informed me that you called great um I, i i hate to take up your time but have you have you heard from vix uh, you can see her warm expression turn slightly colder. She says, I rarely do these days. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I know you guys don't don't keep in touch super often, but uh, I just I just thought maybe he had he had talked to you recently. I know he's been he's been busy with work. And, and so I would just wonder, you haven't heard anything from him in the past past few days. She. Uh, kind of gives you a, she gives you a, an understanding and very slightly condescending smile as she says, you've always worried about your brother and he's always shown you that your worry is misplaced. I'm sure he's fine or at the very least, exactly where he wants to be. Just just let me know if you hear from him. I will, but really, I'm sure he's fine. He, I'm, he's I'm, always disappearing. I'm sure you're right. Well, it was it's nice to talk to you. Good luck with your day. Um she says just before you cut off communication, she's she starts to say Bell, you actually see that she had like a sort of flash of regret and then the communication cuts out. Um, you can just Peach just looks really really worried Uh. Um, we'll go ahead and cut to a little bit later as you are making your way through um, one of the uh, one of the courtyards uh, in this in the city that is surrounded by um it's 
surrounded by cent- various centers of business, uh, restaurants um, from uh, of, with from with cuisine from all over the galaxy. Uh, this particular city on Geoterra is uh, one of the more more diverse, which is saying a lot for Geoterra, as there are quite a few. Um, quite a few different species who make this place their home. Um, and as such, it boasts cuisine from all over the galaxy. Um, and it's one of the, one of the things that's significant about this particular, uh, plaza is that it is one of the places where peach is, uh, feels the most at home. It's the place that it's the one place that reminds her of her home on Enzalon Prime with just the constant bustle and the comings and goings of various uh, individuals rushing around outside of this area. Life on Geoterra tends to be much more slow paced. But here here is sort of the center, the beating heart of the city. Um conveniently located uh just about a block away from the embassy um you walk through the through the plaza um nodding to various uh various people that you recognize that you see on a day-to-day basis um, many of whom uh whose names you don't know but you recognize their faces um as you make your way over to your favorite uh, uh, lunchtime uh, location. Um, would you care to describe um, some something about Peach's tastes when it comes to her uh, her meals, her lunch <laughs> lunch specifically? Yeah, um, probably something spicy. Um. And probably something quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you make your way over, uh, and one of the uh, one of the attendants at the uh, at the counter sees you, gives you a quick wave, and you know that that uh, that he's already put in your order. Um, as you kind of stand there waiting. You hear someone approaching you, and just you hear, "Hey, you!" And you turn, and you see, um, you see Aviva approaching. Uh, she gives you a, a warm smile and says, "says Sorry, I'm late. I uh, uh, says Nadira just told me that she went to see you, and she had a lot of things to say about that meeting." I am sure she did. Well, it was a lot more positive than it usually is, so there's that at least. That's good to hear. You never you never really know how she's going to take it. Yeah, she leans in for a quick kiss. Yeah. Um and she says, "So, are you on are you on lunch?" Yeah, I have a I have a minute. Would you care to join me? Of course. Uh she kind of holds up her own container, says, "I brought mine today good um you the two of you you collect your food and the two of you 
find uh, a table nearby and sit down and kind of begin eating. She says, so what did you want to talk about? I wanted to run, kind of run by you something. So, you know, Nadira won't, will not cave until I give her something. And and I want to give something that, that she needs, that she wants. And, um, and then I'm, I'm just going to kind of run by her, the plan that, um, that, uh, investor box and i talked about um kind of get the work stuff out of the way okay um you kind of she sits and listens to you as kind of nodding every once in a while as you run your your idea by her um at the end she sort of looks pensive and she says well i think that that could work um at least It'll work as far as getting Nadira off your back, but it's not a f- it's not a permanent fix. No, and moreover, I'm not sure. It feels a bit like the tactic that it is. It feels like placation, and that may work with Nadira and some of the other ambassadors, but I'm not sure that it's going to. It's not going to be enough for the people. I know. She. I know. She smiles at you and says, I know, we could go around this all day, but... Tell you what, let's not talk about this right now. I think it's a good idea. I think it'll, it'll do what, what you want it to do. I will take some time uh, out of my day tomorrow and ask some of the some of the religious leaders and see what they could use in a place like that. I think it'll help you to get some of them on board uh, and bring them into the process. You are so smart. She she just shrugs. She says, "I do my best." Do you think that do you think that I should be worried if I haven't if I haven't heard from my brother in a few days? She um sets down her utensil um and she leans across the table and kind of looks she has this way of um whenever she senses that there's something that your sort of your mind is sort of troubled by something. She has this way where she l- will lean in and look directly into your eyes, almost as if searching for the cause. And she says, "I'm not sure. You know your brother better than I do. I mean, I've I've m- met him once, and it was over a video call. But I feel like you think that you should be worried." Yeah. I just, I know something's wrong. I, I just, I, I can feel it. And I just, I, I need to know before I can, before I can really crack what we're doing here. I just, I, I need to know. Well, 
if that's the case, then there's a lot of ways you can you can come at this. Um, you can see her now slipping into her like practical mode mm-hmm. that she often approaches um, some of the political discourse that the two of you engage in. Um, problem. <laughs> yeah, problem solving mode. Um, she straightens up uh, in the way that she often uncon- unconsciously does when when doing so. Um, and she looks across the table at you um, kind of matter of factly and says, you can uh, there are people that you can contact, private investigators. I know of a few uh, firms that come highly recommended. Um, oh, we have, my family has one on retainer usually, but I just worry about anything getting back to, getting back to my mother. Right. That, that makes sense. Um, well, let me ask you something. Do you feel like it's worth it to go yourself? I mean, I, I know firsthand how easy it is to get lost in one's work. Maybe that's what's happened with your brother. And if so, maybe you stopping by might be just the thing. It just, it, it feels, it feels different. It feels, I, I can feel it. I feel like he's hurt somehow. I don't know if it's, if it's physical or if it's mental. I, I just, I need to see him. I need to see him. Well, she kind of looks around the plaza and shakes her head and shrugs and looks back at you and says, well, then you should go. Yeah, leaving. Well, all this is happening. It'll, it, it, this. Geoterra has survived for quite a long time without you. It's not going to fall apart overnight. Yeah, and I guess we'll just have to when I do get when I do return, we'll have to kind of regain some of the ground that I'm sure Nadira will make. <laughs> well But we can do it. Yeah. If you feel like you need to go, then that's important. And if it makes you feel any better, I will uh I will work with Baksu to see what we can do to get this project off the ground. And I can I can trust you on that, right? She gives you uh, a quick sort of searching look and she says of course. Okay. You know that I I want this to work as much as you do. I know that our our world can't survive on its own, and we no longer have the theocracy of sons to depend on. But I also, I don't want to lose what we, I don't want to lose what makes us who we are. So you know that you and I are aligned in this. We may not always 
see eye to eye on everything, but we're working for the same thing. Then I will leave this in your hands. She she smiles and reaches across the table and um, uh, puts her hand on yours. And she says... Mm, I, I squeeze it. Mm-hmm. She says, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, cut to uh, about a day or so later. Um, your uh, um, arrangements have been made as far as uh, distribution of duties in your absence. Um, you have a you have your bags packed for your your short journey. Um, your brother works at a um, at a pharmaceutical company probably only about um, probably only about a couple of days uh, travel uh, from this planet um, you've made the trip a couple of times um, in the past uh, he's never come visit you but it's mostly been because his work isn't the most uh, it's not the most uh tolerant of (laughs) he doesn't get vacation time (laughs) yeah he gets he gets uh his vacation time in short bursts and he's not quite been there long enough to uh to have accrued enough to make a trip worth it but um but you've gone to visit him as much as you can um and as you sort of step onto the um onto the uh, shuttle platform uh, that will take you to the transport ship in orbit. Um, you're kind of you glance around the platform and see uh, all kinds of people um, arriving on the planet. Which you know, families who are coming to make a new start on on Geoterra. You can see traders who are coming uh, to make uh, to appeal to the embassy for. Uh, trade deals. You can see um, even the odd mercenary here and there who uh, you're not entirely sure uh, they are... Uh, you're not, they don't really seem to be your typical rough-and-tumble mercenary types, but rather they look like they might be more um, part of some like one of the more like legitimate companies. Um, and just all sorts of people. Um, and there's a moment where looking around the platform, seeing all the different, the different people on various types of business, making their way onto the planet far more than there were even just a couple of months ago, it kind of makes you feel like Aviva was right. That it's going to be fine. Um, As you step onto the shuttle and the shuttle takes off making for atmosphere. 
Um, you watch the city disappear and shrink as as you uh, as the shuttle whisks you off to the transport ship. Um, how? What is Peach feeling at this point? Um, she is kind of slowly watching everything kind of disappear and she's confident that she's made the right choice, but she is, she is so invested in, in transforming Geoterra to kind of this, in the way that she needs that it's just, it's, it's kind of this sense of, of things will be okay, but this is an interruption that is of the highest importance and it needs to be dealt with quickly for for me to to be back and and to continue my mission so she's very she's very um focused on kind of what she's doing yeah um and as you disembark from the shuttle and onto the transport ship itself um you're you immediately start occupying your mind with you know, plans for the future, ideas that have, are coming to you uh, about some of the new proposals that you, that are coming to fruition uh, in yeah, the next few months. Tons of notes, tons of notes, and I just I can't help but see like as kind of it, as everything starts to vanish, I can't help but see the the vast kind of stars the way that I saw them in my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll cut again to the end of this journey as you are making your way to your uh your brother's place of work it is a subsidiary of silver break technologies um one of the mega corporations that occupies the aggregate space um they are a a small uh pharmaceutical development uh company that has only opened recently within the last five years or so um and their uh their facilities are split into two main uh compounds the first and the largest being their actual uh r&d um where it's just an enormous walled compound that looks honestly it looks more like a factory than than a drug uh, uh, drug testing site but um, the other main compound is sort of <laughs> it is the best way to describe it is like a museum of pharmaceuticals in a way <laughs> it is like it was designed as a way of there's there's no better way to put it it's ju- it is literally just a publicity uh a like a public face for the mm-hmm. for the company it's, it's where, like the youtube backdrop like yeah exactly exactly it's the it's the place where anytime anybody any member of the public gets you know a little concerned or wants to know something about you know the the pharmaceuticals that are being used and peddled they are sent here and are given a very upbeat tour of the of the facility and then sent on their way with a few uh with a few goodies and <laughs> um really no cl- no clearer idea of what it is that they uh 
the questions that they came to answer. Um, it really Staging is. Area. Yeah, it's basically the area that gives people the run around until they get tired and leave. Um, which, you know, isn't necessarily. Uh, it's sort of just common practice when it comes to things like this. And it's not necessarily any indicator of anything nefarious going on, but it always has left something of a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this is the area that you usually have to pass through in order to uh, find to visit your brother. Uh, so as you enter, you step up to the front desk where there is a, um, a very... Uh, um, severe-looking um, uh, Anzalonian sitting at the front desk. As she looks up, uh, she her her uh, severe expression breaks as she gives the public the public relations smile and says, uh, "Welcome. Uh, how may I assist you today?" Hi. Um, this is Belle. I'm here for. A visit with Mix or Vix. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot my brother's name. <laughs> she she says, "Right, yes, of course." And she uh, pulls up her console and starts uh, looking through it. She says, "Oh, well, it looks like he's not in today. Um, he is actually away on a major conference." And she kind of keeps typing. She says, "Uh." in the Tyrol system. Uh, he's he's due to be back in the next week or so. The next week. Um, I'm not even going to make you roll because far from making you feel better, this just sets off more alarm bells in your head because... He's yeah. been Why on... is he there? Why is he gone? Right. He's been on conferences before, but he's always told you about them because he, like, this is a job that he took very seriously, that he really cared about. Um, something that every time he was sent on conferences before, it doesn't matter how many times he was sent, he always had this just overpowering excitement about it. Like, on some level, he was shocked that anybody was trusting him with, like, that kind of... Uh, that kind of responsibility and he would always you were always the first person that he told about stuff like this yeah and we we would usually kind of go over he would explain to me what he was you know presenting on in the best way that he could in a way that i could understand right um and and i would kind of help him with the presentation style so for yeah this is this is very, very alarming to hear. For this to be the very first time that you're hearing about this conference that your brother has ostensibly been sent on, that is, that is very, very weird. Yeah. Uh, she says, I could make a note uh, in his file here to um, let him know that you came by or... Um, she says it looks like it's a it's a pretty intensive conference so communications in and out are going to be well they're probably not going to make it in and out but um 
I can at least let him know that you came by. How long are you and going is, to be in town? Is this the quarterly conference? Testing conference? Do you, which one is this? Uh, she looks down at the console and she looks back up. She says, oh, this was a, this was a, uh, a new drug trial that they were going to conference about speaking. Uh, there's some keynote speakers from some, uh, uh, other pharmaceutical companies. Um, basically some experimental, uh, experimental technologies and merging technologies with, with, uh, with pharmaceuticals. Yeah, this is, this is, she's keeping a very calm demeanor, very face, but she knows if it was anything deciding, called her immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, if you, if you would leave a note to let him know I was by, that would, that would be great. Of course. Uh, she starts, you can see as she continues typing, she says, all right, that's in there. He'll know the moment he gets back to the office. And uh, are any, any members of his team here? Uh, she looks down and she says, uh, it looks like they all went. Of course. And would you be able to give me one of their numbers? Um, of course. Uh, let me see. Like I said, uh, it's unlikely that you'll be any more successful getting a hold of them uh, than you would with him, but I can... Let's see. I can give you a the name of his uh, his direct associate. Um, that would be that would be Soraya. All right. Thanks. You've you've been a lot of help. Of course. Please <laughs> do. She, oh, what is she? Can I, is she lying to me or she, what she's saying? Um. I assume she's just a receptionist, and she probably believes what I'm saying. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna roll for it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say that this is gonna be a uh, this is gonna be a difficulty of it's gonna be a difficulty of one. So okay. three or better. Okie doke. Um, three or better. And I don't think I have anything that really would help with this right now. So. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I got an eight. Okay. Yeah, I mean this. She, it definitely seems like she believes what she's telling you. Um, she is looking at the, uh, pretty much, it looks like she's reading off actual official, um, like whatever is what on. What she's been reading. Yeah, yeah, basically. She's reading off whatever is she's brought up on her console. Um, and that is actually cemented when she says, well, I'm very excited for your brother. This sounds like a very, very prestigious conference. Wait, sorry, I had a, I had a... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a great opportunity for him. I, I'm, I'm positive he's he's giving a great talk right now. And kind of with that, she's she's kind of composing herself, but at with the last kind of statement, it starts to kind of, um, kind of her, her worry really starts to break through. And so she just is going to leave and, and head to his apartment. Okay. Um, we'll cut there actually, as you are entering the apartment, 
Um, he, the last time you were here, gave you a spare key. Because um, back then, he was starting, his duties at the pharmaceutical company were starting to ramp up, and he wasn't always uh, going to be uh, available when you came to visit. So he figured it was much easier to just give you a key rather than making you wait outside for him to show up. Um, yeah. So you enter the apartment and <laughs> it's in its usual state of disarray. Um, yeah. There, there's, uh, it's, it's not like a pigsty of any kind, but it's, it's just very disorganized. Like there's just stuff everywhere. Um, like you can see where he's still got like clothing that is just like draped over the couch. Um, and like just, a whole bunch of like books and file folders that are in on basically every surface. Um, some plants that look like they don't even know the definition of water and uh, <laughs> just it's... I water the plants immediately when I come in. That's like the first, <laughs> like I'm scanning the room. Well, first I'm scanning the room looking for luggage, like to see if he, if his bag is here. Um, and then I'm also um, going to water the plants. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, uh, strike the first blow in a decidedly losing battle by watering the plants, um, and you continue sort of on through the apartment every once in a while, just, like, picking up a jacket off the floor and setting it on, setting aside and, um, Mm -hmm. make your way back to where you know his room is. Um, you, making your way into the room... Um, it is in much the same condition as the rest of the apartment. Um, and you kind of step over to his, to his closet where you can see, um, he has made basically zero use of any of the hangers in there. Um, just a pile. Yeah. It's, it's a pile. There are, uh, clothes that are sort of, uh, poking out of overstuffed drawers, um, and a bunch of empty hangers. Uh, as there usually are. Um, And as you look in, one of the things that you notice right away is exactly what you were afraid of, is you do actually see empty suitcases, the only ones that he owns. I'm composing a message to the investigator that um, Avira sent me mm-hmm. at that, as soon as I see it. Okay. Um, you see the name on, <clears throat> excuse me, the name on the, uh, on the dossier, which is uh, Mason Frey. Um, and you, yeah, you immediately start composing a, a message. Uh, um, y- you're actually surprised how quickly you get a response. Um, it is, it's very short and to the point, uh, the message it's based, it's an invoice and a single Mm -hmm. sentence. I'll take the case. I wire him the, um, or I, I wire them the, uh, kind of a first installment and kind of give a quick list of any information that I have. Um, and then say, I, I trust you to handle this with the utmost secrecy. Okay. And I am going to um, 
continue to search the apartment for any kind of illicit substances. Okay. Um, I'm not going to have you roll because you have plenty of time. You're not under any sort of, yeah. like, time crunch here. Um, you, over the course of the next day or so, you scour that apartment top to bottom. Um, you know your brother really well. You knew him during his, uh, the height of his addiction. You know where he, you know how his mind works and you know where he tends to hide things. Um, and apart from a few just like, um, what looks like an extra stash of like credits and, um, (laughs) what looks like he, his, poor attempts at dabbling in uh in poetry you (laughs) don't find anything that suggests that he's that he's done a backslide um definitely snapping a quick picture of the poetry (laughs) yeah um but yeah uh there's nothing here to suggest that he's relapsed I didn't think so. I knew so. I'm just going to go ahead and kind of lay in his kind of bed where he was and just kind of take a minute to to kind of compose myself um, and kind of fight off any, any panic, really. Um, okay. Um, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that a couple of, a couple of weeks go by. Um, I'm not sure how long you intend to stay on the, on world in his apartment. Um, how actually, yeah, that's a, how long do you, do you stay? Um, well, I probably will stay at least through about, um, a week and a half Mm -hmm. for when the woman told me that he was going to be back, knowing of course that he won't be back, but I need to see if that, like, if, if there's any chance that he will just to kind of see it through. Um, and then, and then I am going to, I'm going to go back to, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to GeoTerra and, and continue what I've been doing to make sure that I get daily updates from um what was sorry what was the investigator's name again Mason Frey yeah I'm, I'm gonna be getting daily updates from him um yeah um and that kind of brings us so at some point during the week you receive a a recorded communication from from your brother that uh it's basically you receive it and it's voice only and you just hear hey sis sorry uh i've been out of contact been at this conference uh it's some really exciting stuff going on here i'm excited to come back and tell you about it uh conference has been extended a, l- a little longer so i'll be away and a bit out of contact for a bit they're really really strict about security here uh ndas and all that 
Um, I'll talk to you when I get back. Uh, and that's the communication. Um, Frey's take on the communication. Uh, he has he ran it through a couple of uh, a couple of pro decryption programs, and found mm -hmm. that it was it was m cr created with um, it's fake basically. It was created with yeah. with like. It was an it was an AI that essentially like recreated your brother's voice and uh, vocal mannerisms, um, and that was the last time that you heard from Mason Frey. It has now been you've been receiving daily updates from him for the last the better part of the last two weeks, and three days ago they stopped. Hmm. that that company is not going to know not going to know what hit them so with that information what is Peach's next move her, her next move to scour kind of any information that she has about his workplace, literally kind of any available information, um, probably what Mason Frey has compiled. I'm assuming he has a pretty hefty file um, yeah. kind of on, on the, do you have some input? <laughs> um, sorry, she came over and started talking. Um, and and Peach is, is going to, I mean, she has to go back. She she has to leave Geoterra again. She can't she can't stay here and work knowing that her brother is is gone used for mysterious purposes. She has to go and kind of see and, and see this thing through. So she's gonna head back. Alright. Um so I'm going to ask a few questions. They they don't have to there these probably won't be scenes necessarily, but um Yeah, we can just kind of talk through what happens. Yeah. That's better. So first question, tell me how Peach in her absence, how does she handle uh her official duties? What does she do is uh does she just sort of leave without saying anything? Does she set things up for her absence? What does she do? She is basically setting up kind of a a temporary kind of leader in her place to continue to kind of act in her best interests but it's kind of a thing where she'll drop in every once in a while, brief an update and kind of make some choices but she is basically kind of removing herself from the office temporarily because she just can't continue her duties okay so, we'll um, so she'll probably appoint i don't know if, if, if the ambassador would be the one to replace her or if it would be um kind of someone else but yeah probably uh being the person who works the most closely with you it would probably be the ambassador he's uh he's not happy about the idea of taking the lead on most of the stuff but he accepts it um the official the sort of official line is that you're taking a leave of absence for wellness mm -hmm. um and that's sort of the official line um but 
yeah so next question how does peach handle aviva um okay um she is going to go in person Mm -hmm. and tell her that she is leaving she doesn't know when she'll be back and that she trusts her to handle everything in their best interest and that's all she's gonna say okay um i'm gonna have you make just real quick i'm gonna have you make a a roll here uh Mm -hmm. this is going to be an intellect roll uh it's going to be a uh i I wouldn't call it necessarily a, a persuasion per se but it's more a role to see how uh how aviva takes this news yeah okay i peach wouldn't give her kind of the lengthy because she doesn't know who's involved she doesn't is at play and she doesn't want to endanger her in any way right so let's go ahead this is gonna be a role the uh the difficulty on the role is going to be uh this is gonna be a difficulty for role Okay, and and so this is just to see how she reacts. Pretty much, yeah. So I mean, you can use any of this, anything that you have, if you want, because it's going to be, um, yeah, like it's it's it is still based on how you pose to her what you are doing. So feel free to use any of the any of the things at your disposal. Yeah, I'm gonna use. Is this a pleasant social interaction, I would say? I'd say for the purposes of this, we'll, given that it's an unknown, we'll assume yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I'm also going to use a level of effort. Okay. So that brings it down to a difficulty two. So six or better. Okay. Six or better. Okay, I don't think I have anything really, I mean, besides in Wait, would encouragement fit this? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, let me see. No, 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 never mind. I, I forgot what it did. I just, but no, it would not. Okay. Um, uh, okay. All right. So six or better? Yep. Okay, I'm going to use this fun black and white die I have, but I have not used it because I've been rolling very low. <laughs> uh... Oh, I got a nine. Okay, great. Um, so you can see in this moment that as you finish sort of explaining to her, she says, and you're sure that this is, I mean, maybe the investigator just got caught up in a lead or something. I mean, you're, you're sure you have to go? Like you said, this place has been here before me. It'll be here after me. And I trust that you and the ambassador will work in everyone's best interests. I'm only a call away. Right. Just, uh, just make sure that that, that, remains the extent of the distance 
it's easy to get caught up in family things. Believe me, I know. And just be careful, okay? I'm always careful. <laughs> she rolls her eyes and just shakes her head. Um, she says, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I thought you'd say. I'll see you soon. Don't worry. Be sure that you do. I'm going to hold you to that. And I'm just going to give her kind of a, a, like a quick hug that kind of turns into a little bit longer hug. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just trying to keep this very kind of calm, put together, kind of warm demeanor for her, for Aviva, but um, she's just, she's holding on to it really, really tightly because it's starting to turn to slip a little. Yeah. Um, eventually, you do kind of pull away and you can see on her face that she knows exactly what you're doing. Um, and she just kind of reaches her hands out and put one on, puts one on each cheek and just looks you in the eye. Doesn't say anything, but just looks you directly in the eye and then lowers her hands. She says, well, I'll see you when you get back. I'll see you when I get back. And I'm going to give her kind of a quick, a quick kiss goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to turn and and leave before I can, before she can see how upset I am. Okay. Um, You make your way across the city, back to the shuttle port. Um, this time, unlike the time before, not noticing the people around you, not noticing the coming and going, the general bustle of the station. This time, fully focused inward, trying to keep it all together. And trying to keep at bay that that feeling, that just niggling feeling that you're abandoning your responsibilities. You just kind of sink into yourself for a bit and almost don't notice the, the almost don't even take note of your boarding the shuttle until the shuttle is taking off. And as it does, that sort of jarring, jolting sensation pulls you out of your inward uh, reflection as you look out of the uh, out of the window down to the planet disappearing rapidly shrinking below you once again and you start to feel in that moment the sensation that while you feel a certain amount of guilt at leaving behind your responsibilities It feels like the higher the shuttle rises, the smaller those responsibilities seem to get, as if they're shrinking with the city below. And in their place, you feel a new sensation. 
in between your own uh, your own mild guilt at leaving behind a world that you have pledged yourself to and your worry about your brother and what fate may have befallen him, you start to feel something else. A sense of excitement. A sense of adventure. And as you, the shuttle breaches atmosphere and starts rising higher and higher, making dock on the transport ship, you look out at the stars, so like the dream that you had weeks ago. And this time, instead of feeling that that sense of empty expanse before you, that crushing sense of smallness in an enormous, enormous space. You look at it slightly differently now. In spite of everything, you know that somewhere out there, you are about to find at least a taste of a life that you turned away from a long time ago. And that's where we will stop. (laughs) Some good stuff there. Yeah. (laughs) And so I am so excited and nervous and afraid.